It is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Timeless Truths with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn, as your host. This is episode 30, and it is called How to Act at Work. Hmm, you might be thinking, why do we need to talk about this? But so many of the important things are really being overlooked these days. So I want to bring this discussion back. And if you're new to working, such as you're younger and you're in your first job or your early career life, this is good. It's a foundation for you. If you are older, this is good information you can share with those that are younger in your life. Now, this applies to whether you're a teen working at a fast food restaurant or a degreed professional at a major corporation or university. Some of this is basic and practical life skill information that everyone should be taught. It is based on the Word of God. These are the things that we're going to talk about in this episode. One, have the right mindset for work. Two, the proper way to apply for a job. Three, how to act while you are employed. Four, if you decide to leave your employment. Five, Blessings from being in the will of God at work. Six, Jesus called us into all the world. So we're going to talk through those six main topics. And the first one is have the right mindset for work. Now, one thing that you can do is listen to my previous podcast called The Value of Work, if you haven't listened to that already. And it sets a really good foundation for the things that I'm going to be talking about today. You will have bosses and supervisors, but ultimately you work for God. Wow, that's something to really think about. And you might not have really thought through that before. This is out of Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24. Whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And I have a friend, and and one thing he used to just repeat to himself was, I work for the Lord and not men. Or he would say, I work as unto the Lord. And he would say that it was his encouragement to himself so that he could overlook things that were occurring maybe at his job or situations that he was struggling with. He would just say, I work as unto the Lord. I work as unto the Lord. And it changed things for him. It changed his mindset. It changed his perspective. And then choose to pursue God's purpose for your life. Seek God's direction and his will. Pray for it. 
God has a direction for you. He's got a purpose for you. And I covered it in the last episode, but please pray for it. Seek God's direction and his will so that he can put you where you really need to be. Find scriptures that relate to this and say them aloud because faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. And it can be coming from hearing yourself say the word of God. And so that's a real encouragement to do. And just pray for many things that surface with your job. As you look for a job, as you're in a job, if you're looking to change jobs, just pray to the Lord. Believe that God will point you in the right direction and put your trust in him. This is Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It says that God's got a purpose for us and he's called us to it. We need to seek him so we can find what that is. Also realize you are who you are, you have the skills you have, you lived in the correct time frame and geographical area for the purpose that God intends for your life. And this is Acts 17, 26. From one man, he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. So if you think, oh, I wish I lived here, or I wish I lived in the Elizabethan era, or whatever it was. No, you're exactly where you are right now, geographic-wise and also time-wise. And seek to do your best according to the wisdom that God gives you. And this is 2 Timothy 2.15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So it says that we are a workman. We are to work. And I covered that last time as well. So let's talk about some practical things. I've kind of set the stage with some scriptures uh, as a good foundation, but I want to talk through some very practical things now. And this first section is called the proper way to apply for a job. These are simple. They are practical. If you know, if you're younger, you may have never been taught this before. If you're older, that's a good refresher. And you can use this as a checklist to explain to others who need your mentorship. Here they are. Write your resume in advance. Have someone, and not a friend, who knows how to write a resume, help you draft it and review it for you. You want someone who is really familiar with how to do this. And you need to keep your resume up to date. You know, every year or so, make sure it's up to date and put new things in there. Make sure you have a copy of your resume ready at hand. You can look for resume formats online if you don't have one. Or watch a video on how to draft one. There are probably things like that on YouTube that you can find. If you're going to apply for a job, line up more than one place to apply, if possible. So you can, there's different programs that you can use or different resources to look for jobs. But don't just apply for one and hold on to it as that's what it's going to be. No, apply at many different locations. Have important information 
in front of you. Some of the things that you are going to need is your birth date, your driver's license number, your social security number, and any previous jobs that you have held with dates and a contact phone number and maybe even a contact person's name. So have those available and ready. So if you're job seeking, have those available for you. If you're applying online, have this resume and important information in front of you to insert into an online application. So it may not take a upload of a attachment as an example for a resume, but you may have to answer those questions directly into boxes that you would insert online. So have your resume and all that other information at hand. Answer the questions honestly. This is your first job, say so. Don't exaggerate anything or say anything that you can do if you can't do it. Really, just be honest. And if you say something that you can do and then you prove you can't do it, you could be terminated from that job. So just be honest up front. Now, if you're applying in person, have this important information in front of you. Have a printed resume to leave with the person that is interviewing you. You will still probably have to complete an application process, so it's not just handing over a resume. Look presentable. Dress nicely. Have your hair in order. Look like someone that they would want to hire. Look attentive to the discussion and the person that is interviewing you. Be interested in the position that you're applying for feel free to ask questions. Speak clearly and address the person interviewing you with respect. Be thankful for the opportunity to be interviewed and make sure that you close the interview by saying that. And then you can ask questions, especially if it looks like you're going to be hired or you are hired at that particular time. Be sure you understand what's expected of you, the days of the week and the hours per day to be able to work, what type of clothing you would wear. Is it going to be your clothes or are they going to supply work clothes? Do you need special shoes? And then how you will receive your work schedule and how you track your hours. You can ask them about how and when you will get paid and make sure you understand what the salary is. Is there anything that they can tell you about your job that you did not think to ask? Ask them that question. Just It shows that you are interested and you're trying to understand everything possible before going into that job. So those are some simple and practical things that you can do. How to act while you are employed. You need to be a model employee. That's so important. It's going to be visible to your employer, your supervisor, your coworkers, and people you interact with. Be a model employee. Be Christ-like. Do not swear, ever. Do not use language you shouldn't do. Do not gossip. Do not complain. Be honest. Ensure you do not steal anything, not even putting a company pen in your pocket. Have a good attitude when going to work, even if you really don't want to be there. 
it might be there's so many things going on in your family or you're not feeling especially well that day, but have a good attitude when going to work. You shouldn't take personal things out on the people that you're working with. Speak kindly to customers, your supervisor, and coworkers. Do not compromise your standards, nor the standards of God, and they should be the same. Do not expect a promotion unless you are promotion worthy and do all of these above things. So promotions are not going to just come. You really need to work at doing these correct things. How to interact with your boss. Always be respectful. Do what he or she asks, unless it's against the word of God. If they ask you to do something dishonest, that's not something you should go ahead and do just because a boss asked it. You can tell them that that is not your standard. You would not do those things and have that dialogue with them. Do more than is expected and do it well. It'll be noticed. If you're someone who goes that extra distance, it's going to be something that gets the attention of your company. Do more than is expected, not just this is it. And I've accomplished what I have been asked to do for the day. Do a little more. Do not question your boss's decision, but you can ask questions. They are the boss and you need to follow what they say. That's called submitting to authority. But you can ask questions and do it nicely. Remember, you ultimately work for God and think of the Lord being there with you and act like he is right there with you. How do you interact with customers? Remember, you represent the company to them. Do your job well. Be kind. Be helpful. If one of them has problems, they may come to you in anger. Remember, they are not angry with you, but they're angry with something that happened to them. Get your supervisor kindly if you know that this is something that they should handle rather than you, and just turn it over to them. But be kind, be calm, be respectful. How do you interact with your fellow workers? Stay true to being a Christian. Many of them may not be. They need to see you as a Christian. Stay away from temptations if they're trying to lead you into doing something wrong, such as, you know, cheating on your, your time or taking something that isn't offered to you, such as maybe they offer you one meal if you work at a fast food restaurant. Don't try to take two. That's stealing. And even if your coworkers say, oh, I'll cover for you, don't follow that. Hold on to your standards. Stay away from temptations. But be pleasant and let your good character shine through. If this is not a godly atmosphere you should be in, then seek the Lord about moving on to another job, but leave the right way. So what do you do if you decide to leave your employment? Have a discussion with your supervisor if there are issues. If anything occurs that was not clear in the interview, talk to your supervisor. But if there's a real danger, then leave immediately, but report it to your supervisor and the police. If you have a medical issue, report it to your supervisor. Do not leave in anger. 
Do not close the door behind you that you may need again someday. You may need them as a reference on a future resume and give them notice, which is usually two weeks so they can find a replacement for you, but do it on good terms. Complete any open tasks so that you do not leave it to someone else to figure out. Be courteous in that regard. Say goodbye to coworkers and tell them why you are leaving. Moving, you have another job or another opportunity that is better suited to your schedule, but don't grumble, fault find, or complain in what you say. Don't complain about a boss as an example. Do it with dignity. Ask your supervisor if you can list them on a future resume as a reference. Now, there are blessings that come from being in the will of God at work. You can be in the will of God at a fast food restaurant. That could be where God has placed you to learn something or to make a difference in the life of someone. It may be where you learn character or how to develop a skill that you will need later in life. Do not reject working at a place when you think you should be doing something greater than that. And this is a verse out of Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, New Living Translation. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And I think back to my grandparents, and three of the four of them came from overseas. And when they came into this country, they and their families did not enter some major job with great pay. They started small, and they were grateful for that work. And be grateful for whatever you have. Show gratitude. But they started small, and they worked their way up. So do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Being in the will of God has benefits. God's blessings will follow you. There's freedom, peace, success, prosperity, and joy. When you do these things according to the will of God, there is harmony in what you do. God does not make things difficult. This is Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 and 2. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. So the blessings are freedom, peace, success, prosperity, and joy. So let's look at each of these a little bit closer. There is freedom. When you follow God, His Holy Spirit is with you. And his spirit brings freedom. Now, that freedom doesn't mean you're free to sin, but you are free from being bound to the sin of the world. You are free to be who God wants you to be. Now, the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's 2 Corinthians 3.17. There is peace. When you follow the will of God, there is peace about your actions. You can sense in your spirit that what you are doing is right. Problems will still occur in your daily life, but you feel the overall presence of peace. 
you know when you have taken steps that God has prepared for you. This is John 14, 27. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. There is success. This is based upon a story of King David. He was someone who followed the will of God. He was obedient to God, and he was chosen by God to become a king, even at a young age. He slew Goliath when grown men were afraid, and King Saul could not capture him. It became noticeable that God was with David, and this brought success. When David was 30 years old, he became king over Israel. His first action was to take his men and march to Jerusalem, conquer it from the people that lived there. David then took up residence in the fortress and called it the City of David. He built up the area around it from the supporting terraces inward, and he became more powerful because the Lord was with him. And this explains it. 1 Samuel eighteen fourteen. In everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. So if you're really in the will of God and you're following things as God would want you to, he will give you great success and it will be noticeable that the Lord is with you. And there is prosperity. God has plans for all of us who follow his will to be prosperous. Prosperity from God is pure. It is not rooted in the unclean ways of the world. Jared 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And there is joy. There is joy and fulfillment when you follow the path that God has chosen for you. There are other blessings that God will provide. You know, when they come from God because of the joy associated with them. It is not temporary happiness that the world can bring, but pure joy of knowing that the Lord provided it for you because you were obedient to his will. Acts 2.28 says, You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. And one last section I want to cover is that Jesus called us into all the world. And That means wherever we are, in whatever we are doing, in whatever job or profession we have, we can represent the Lord, and we can show people the Lord by who we are. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, this is in the King James Version, it says, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Jesus told us to go ye, therefore, we are to take his message to all people. Now, not all of us are called to be pastors. Not all of us are called to the mission field, but we are all called to go ye. We need to go. How do we do this if we are not called to a foreign mission field or to be a pastor? We all have a mission field. There is a sign that I see when I go to my second home in Missouri, 
and there's a church parking lot nearby. And when you exit the parking lot, there's a sign there. And it simply says, you are entering the mission field. So when people leave the service at that church and they drive out of that parking lot, that's their go ye. It says, you're entering the mission field. So whatever you do, wherever you are placed, whatever job you have, whatever profession you are in, go ye and teach the things that the Lord wants. And it doesn't have to be by teaching them scriptures, but be that example. We need to be Christ-like to all the people we meet, and this really includes the workplace. If you feel like you're called to the business world, how Do you do this? I want to read Jeremiah 10.23. I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. So if you're called to, say, like be in the business world or the medical field or something, God will plan your course. Our lives are not our own. If you are there and rely on the Lord, he's going to put you in the right place. We need to rely on God. We need to seek him daily. What he wants you to do may be something he's been preparing you for your whole life to complete. You may not have seen it before, but you're starting to get clarity. Or it could be a total surprise. God calling me to be a podcaster sure was a surprise for me. I had not thought of being his voice through this medium until the door opened for it. My audience is families, and I have a family message. As I look back, God had been preparing me my whole life. As a child, I was in theater, and I was fine in front of an audience. In high school, I was in journalism, and I loved writing term papers. As an adult, I was a trainer, a program leader, an emergency manager, and got several degrees, including a doctorate degree in Christian theology. I didn't know where this was going to lead. I wrote and published six books and became a guest on many podcasts. I could go on, but the point is, God prepared me, and I want to encourage you to make an assessment of your life. Make a list like I did of the things God put into my heart since I was young. You do the same for you. List the skills and abilities that he gave you. This may provide some signals of what he has called you to do, and if you feel like the Lord is calling you into the business world or the financial world or the medical world, do it. Follow what he is leading you to. And I want to explain something uh, that I have heard in a message fairly recently, and it's called the Seven Mountains Prophecy. There's a teacher that I like to listen to. His name is Lance Wallnau, W-A-L-L-N-A-U. So I have listened to him teach the Seven Mountains Prophecy. And he received this message from God And it's really explaining how we are to go into all the world and preach the message of God, but in the sphere of influence in which God has placed us. This was something I had never heard before. I knew we were supposed to be Christ-like and godly and representing the Lord in our workplace, but I didn't think that God might actually call us to those jobs. But he explains that these seven mountains are really areas of influence in our culture that we may be called by God. 
And he says that God really intends for us Christians to be involved in each of these mountains as we go into our part of the world. You know, this is our go ye. So what he identifies as the seven mountains, which are just really spheres of influence, they are business, media, arts and entertainment, government, education, family, and religion. So if you can get a chance, search the Seven Mountain Prophecies by Lance Wall now and listen to what he has to say. We need to find which mountain or sphere we are called by God to influence. My mountain is family. I have a good friend and she knows about the Seven Mountain Prophecy and she knows she's called to the mountain of media. She also recognized that it is family for me. This was eye-opening for me that in order to serve God and take the gospel to all nations, it could be done from business, government, education. This means you can serve God in whatever job you're in. If you know you are in the wrong line of work, pray to God to give you the leading and direction where you really, where you really need to be. The following verse shows that God has been preparing us for the work he wants us to do. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You can do this. Philippians 4.12-14 says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You can do this. Let me pray over you. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone who has listened to this, speak to their hearts. Give them confirmation of what you want them to do. Reveal your purpose in their lives. Guide them in how they are supposed to conduct themselves at work. Guide them in what you want them to do. Let them understand the situations they face are things that you may have put in their path so they can be a godly influence in their sphere of influence. Let them know what sphere of influence they are supposed to be in, those seven mountains, and just be with them in the small things, from filling out a job application to being a model person at work. Just guide them so that they can represent you In Jesus' name, I pray. Goodbye for now, and looking forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths Podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.